This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. I'm a speaker, an author, and an executive coach, and today I am delighted to welcome Arishma Singh to the show. Arishma will talk about the internal work that must take place if you want to move beyond the negative salesy perception of a salesperson to become a respected salesperson. Arishma, welcome. I'm very excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Caroline. I'm excited as well. So I want to give the global audience a little background. You're originally from Fiji and you moved to Australia when you were 19 for university. So you're still in Australia and you've had this incredible career in recruiting and HR, and then you transitioned to sales. So tell us a little bit more about your background. Yeah, correct. Um, I was about 19 when I left home by myself and I came to Sydney to study with $400 in my pocket. And um, it was a you know, quite a big dream for me to become that independent woman of color, um, something that my family hadn't done before. And I've had the privilege of actually working with both multinational brands as well as startups um, and uh, have primarily in the last 15 years uh, working through software sales in terms of the industry, um, moved into HR and then into data management recently as well. So um, my trajectory has been very much corporate life, uh, but personally, I'm I'm very much interested in the areas of uh, mental health and um, achieving sustainable success without compromising your emotional well-being. Mm, love that. And such an important thing, especially now, I feel like mental fitness is really hanging in the balance. I don't mm. know if it's because we're navigating a post-pandemic journey or the stressors of the world or all of the above, mm. but your work is incredibly important. So I want to pull a thread because I love your bio. It, it starts with the fact that you are an award-winning top performer, a pocket rocket. <laughs> Tell us about that. I love that term. Uh, it, right in the early stages of my career, um, I I wasn't someone that had sales experience. I was working in HR, but as soon as I joined the sales industry, my colleagues had coined that term because I just came in and blew everyone away in terms of my performance. Um, so mostly they were calling me legend and pocket record and, you know, she's the one to watch out for. So, and it has continued um, over the years. And um, I'm, I feel that it's an endearing term. And Australia is uh, a, a country where there's a lot of camaraderie as well. So if you want to um, achieve uh, heights in your career, I feel like that teamwork is essential. Most people think, and it's again a myth, that sales is a, um, a career which is for you know lone wolves. That's not the case. Uh, I feel that the best salespeople are the ones that actually collaborate with each other and improve upon their own skill sets and, and constantly are challenging their mind to improve further. I couldn't agree with you more. And thank you for telling us about Pocket Rocket. That's fantastic. And you've got this tremendous energy, Arishma, that is palpable, even, even in audio. So I can hear that. I want to talk about what you just said, because not everybody is in a sales role, 
But you and I are in agreement that everybody is a salesperson, whether they realize it or not. And that's really the crux of what your message is today. So tell us how all of us can can really heighten and leverage our opportunity to influence and persuade. So I believe that everyone is in sales and um, whether it is about, you know, feeding your vegetables to your kids or you're going out on a date or you also are going on an interview, you are effectively influencing another person to change the way that they perceive you or change their mind to do something that you would like them to do. And while the concept of trust is quite hard-coded nowadays in any sales relationships or influence, um, the, the concept of respect has not been really appreciated as much. So I talk about respect uh, in any influence conversation because it's essential that mutual respect is the first step that one should take in order to clearly articulate what your needs are, what your boundaries are, and what the play should look like. Because in that way, you're coming from a place of fairness and you can also interact with each other in a way that will help you both come from a place of honesty, true honesty. Otherwise, it can become a very mixed dance of, um, you know, either coercion or messiness or people actually getting mixed signals. So that's the reason why I focus so much on the concept of respect. You know, you were, you write in the book about how respect is the strongest sales motivator you have. And intellectually, I understand what you're saying, but I'd like to really dig a little deeper. Can you give me an example? And, and let's try to think about this through the lens of someone who's not selling a product or a service. Mm-hmm. That has a little more linear clarity to me. But what about someone who's trying to influence an idea or a conversation? They're not in that classic sales role. How do we unpack the respect? Where do we, how do we start thinking about that? So the, uh, I'm, I'm going to give the example again of dating because uh, mm. uh, in dating, there's an idea that you'd like that person to, that that's if you know that you want to go ahead in that relationship with that person. Um, often, especially females, they tend to not inform the other party of their intentions especially also when it comes to age at a certain age if they want to have children for example or they if they want to have a commitment they want marriage um, or they want to pursue their career after wedding for example those are some of the essential values that a person sometimes tend to not talk about or discuss in the beginning phases of their of their um, dating life and when you don't do that Effectively, you're starting a, 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 a whole process based on, you know, ingenuity. And it really makes a whole dynamic one-sided because you have not allowed the other person to actually get to the bottom of who you are. And the more we withdraw ourselves from truly expressing who we are, the more we're actually allowing the other party to also not disclose who they are. So in any idea, whether you're interviewing and you don't want to actually talk about 
salary, for example, or if you're trying to speak to your teenagers and you're saying, you know, I need you to start paying rent. But that has that discussion hasn't actually even begun till the end when there's some kind of issue. So I talk about respectful conversations right from the beginning, the get-go, because at that time when you're communicating those boundaries, you're communicating those expectations quite clearly, everyone knows where you stand. And it might be uncomfortable in the beginning, but longer term, that will gain a much wider influence and much deeper trust than not doing so. So I'm really hearing heightened emotional intelligence here. Absolutely. Is that accurate? Yeah. Absolutely. And th- and this is where you do need to actually be very much in tune into your intuition. Um, you can always sense it in your gut, in your heart. You know, even sometimes your ears are burning, your throat or your um your mouth actually becomes dry. If you are completely in tune with yourself, your your truth will tell you, your body will make you feel uncomfortable. So for example, if I am in an interview and I've been asked about a salary question, and as females, sometimes we are like not so comfortable about talking about salary. So you just tend to say, whatever the role is playing, I'll be fine. I'm happy to negotiate. That part, as soon as you say, I'm happy to negotiate, and if something in your body is just not feeling right, that's your clue that you're not being authentic to yourself. You again are diminishing your power, and and so you're going to get what you haven't asked for. You know, I want to I want to dig a little deeper there because this is a, a little off road from the sales concept, but I think it's yes. so relevant. And I love yes. your background because it's so unique. You are certified in emotional freedom techniques, mm-hmm. and I would love for you to tell the audience what EFT is because I'm hearing Arishma so many juicy things about self awareness, the mind body connection, and being aware and cognizant of our our cues and our triggers emotionally. And and I think it's really a a great opportunity to open up the EFT conversation if you're willing. Yeah, absolutely. I love EFT and I found EFT um, in a place where I was very unwell. So I have a genetic condition and uh, I was placed in the hospital and had um, basically been put uh, nil by mouth and was pumped with a lot of opioids. So I effectively got addicted to opioids and started losing my mind. So in, in Australia, very privileged to actually get exposed to the New South Wales Mental Health Plan, which gave me access to psychologists. And one of them was practicing EFT. And what EFT is, it stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. It's a set of techniques that utilizes exposure therapy and somatic stimulation. So it falls under the banner of um, energy psychology. So just think about anyone that has had um, you know, acupuncture. So you have certain energy meridian points in your body that, um, because our body is electric. So when you're stimulating those areas, you're able to communicate and send those signals into your amygdala, which is your fight, flight, and freeze sensation um, repository. And if you are utilizing the concepts of exposure therapy, which is you're stating the truth, which is the problem, a specific problem, 
let's put it down that, you know, you're doing a presentation to a board and um, your heart is actually pumping really hard. So that's the, that's the specificity of that particular event. And the emotion that you're feeling is terror because you're scared that if you didn't do it right, then you're not going to get that promotion. So there's a link there. So that brings the awareness in there. And when you start stimulating and tapping, utilizing a sequence based on, on, um, in a particular manner, what you're doing is A, gaining awareness of that problem, B, exposing it, C, you're trying to understand what lies behind that, and then D, you're starting to explore other avenues. Your mind is so, so intelligent. It will give you options on how to actually change that thought pattern, the the triggers that your body is feeling in terms of the sensations. It'll give you also information because your, your hippocampus is now being activated as well. The more your amygdala actually is calm because you know that you're no longer in that threat state, all of a sudden your frontal cortex actually opens up and starts providing you with the relevant information to change. So that's EFT in a nutshell. So let's talk about how we might synthesize that. Do you, do you need to have a, a certified practitioner, an expert like you, or are there some things that, that one can do to mitigate the, the emotions and the heightened experiences that EFT can help us navigate? The beauty about EFT is that it's it's known as tapping as well, is that children can learn it. Um, my, my little niece, she's eight, she she taps because she has terrors around, you know, sleeping at night and she thinks there's boogeyman under her bed. So it, it can be used by any anyone quite easily. And it's a very simple technique as well. So um, I encourage my clients to utilize the, the standard tapping techniques that are very easy to do, which is tap and breathe. Um, you can do it in the morning, in the afternoon, um, before going to bed or even at times when you're feeling quite charged. So those are the simple techniques that you can do it by yourself. Now, if you're someone that actually is very um, interested in looking at your blind spots and working with somebody that is experienced and, and qualified as a practitioner and you have a specific goal to achieve, then I'd recommend go and speak to a practitioner and those that, that are accredited and work with them on targeted goals. And the third component is their tapping circles as well that you can actually work with other people that are interested in a similar kind of thing. So it builds that community as well. So there's three ways in which you can do it. I've um, included a free learning module and it's a, it's an app that's within the book as well. So you can learn the whole technique, the, the research behind it, and you can start it yourself. You don't need to actually go to anybody, but the, there's a lot of research and material out there um, on the standard web as well. Arishma, we'll be right back after a quick break. I'd like to tell you about a special offer. If you want to bring your podcast to life or up your podcast game, you can get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn using my special code CDHWORK. The Libsyn team will get your podcast on Apple and Spotify and give you access to critical stats and all the support you need to sound your best and grow your show. Use my special code 
CDH Work. Hiring the right speaker for your event is a tremendous responsibility. You need a speaker who will work within your budget and engage your audience. Whether you're looking to retain or grow top talent, create a healthy workplace culture, or prevent burnout in your organization, I can create customized content to help you recharge, reignite, or reinvent your career. Let's talk about how I can help you achieve your special event goals. Connect with me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. Arishma, I'd like to talk a little bit about something that I found fascinating in your book. And as a coach, I think we we share this idea that the power of reframing our thoughts, especially when they get negative and destructive, allows us to focus on what we do have control over and build social connections and foster resilience. So speak into that. I'd love to hear your thoughts there. It is the foundation of EFT as well, whereby the statement begins like, even though I feel this emotion because I have this issue, right here, right now, I'm safe. So what you're doing essentially is telling your mind that, yes, you're acknowledging the truth of the situation. However, that's not where we're going to be stuck at. And true resilience is about not avoiding the setbacks in life, but facing them and knowing that you can surpass them. So I love the fact that EFT allows you to be honest with yourself about your issues, but then also helps you to actually get unstuck and move through it. You know, I, I so appreciate you saying that because getting unstuck is is common. I think we, we've all experienced that mm-hmm. throughout our lives. But the crux of, of the message that I'm hearing from you, and please help me understand if I'm, I'm accurate, is that we first need to, to think about ourselves and, and our own minds and how there is an interplay between our thoughts and our habits and our emotions. And then when we're thinking about persuasion and influence, uh, we need to honor the emotions of the people with whom we're engaging. Absolutely. So... Um... When it comes to influence, a lot there's a lot of information out there about active listening. Well, let's think about it for a minute. What is active listening? Active listening is when you're completely surrendered to that other party and not confused by your own thoughts and your own, um, you know, what am I going to say next? Oh, is this person like me or not? So all of that like mental chatter that goes on, that shouldn't be there if you're talking about active listening. Now, how do you achieve that? You achieve that by truly understanding yourself. And that means getting familiar with your subjective biases, understanding what your own hiccups are, uh, also appreciating what your limitations are. Maybe there's some trauma, shame, um, you know, fear sensations, all of those combination of issues, sensations in your body, emotions, baggage, all of that can weigh you down. So if you're free from them, then you are truly able to be that person that is surrendered in that complete authenticity when you're connecting with another human being. And when you're doing it from that place, 
magic happens because the other party knows now that you're there, you're with them, and so they can open up. But if your eye movements are not there, you're not really looking at them or you're not really hearing what they're saying, then that person is not going to open up. They might not even divulge what they're supposed to because their inner being is already telling them that, you know what, something is iffy here. That's the beauty of being human beings. We, we are in tuned automatically to suss out who we're supposed to be interacting with and who is our real party that we can trust and respect and move ahead with. But it's just that we're, we're, we're acting all polite these days, so we don't tell each other what we're really thinking. But I think that uh, there's, there's a huge potential out there that for authentic conversations to occur and true influence to occur. Mm. Arishma Singh, I have learned so much from you, and it's time to bring this show to a close. But before we talk about your incredible new book, give this audience one action step that they can consider mm-hmm. to really synthesize all the wonderful things that you shared today. What's a baby step that can get them started? Um, just write yourself a little love letter tonight or, or in the morning, wherever you are, um, whereby you are speaking like a child and talking about yourself as if you're a brand. And if you're going out and talking about yourself as that brand to the outer world, what are some of the core messages that you want that brand to expose? Um, What are some of the things that you don't want to expose? Because those would be your little nuggets that you'll start finding out that you don't like about yourself. And if you don't like that about yourself, I'm sure others won't either. What a great exercise. Okay, the love letter to yourself. That's beautiful. Arishma, your book is called The Respected Salesperson. And of course, it's available on Amazon and all major book retailers. But I'm confident that the listeners today would love to continue following you after the show. So what's the best place for them to find you? It's easy. It's just my name, arishma.com. Lovely, lovely. Well, I wish you continued success and thank you for teaching me so much today. I truly enjoyed our conversation. Same here. It was a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. You are most welcome. Your Working Life is now available on all major podcast platforms, and I'd love to hear from you. So let me know how we're doing. You can find me at carolinedowdhiggins.com. And a special shout out to my extraordinary podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. We now have listeners in 32 countries. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.